Que pasa? What's up, beautiful people? My name is Kiera, and I am the host of the podcast, The Power of Semen, where procreation is met with wholesome coexistence. We'll dive deep into untangling concepts of masculinity and femininity by thrashing out gender differences, a common sense idea that seems rather radical. Sound like something up your alley? Then this is the podcast for you. But just remember, it ain't for everybody. What's up, y'all? It's Ashley Johnson. You're listening to The Daniel White Show. Yeah, so actually going to turn the mic around. So, the yeah. All right, do a test for me. Test, test. Testicles. What? Test, test, test. On my breasts. Test yours again. Just raise up at all? Or? No, so you're going to just sit comfortably and okay. then just where the logo is, speak in that direction. So if you're going to sit like that, move it over. There you go. So is this? Yeah. Is this okay? Touch that. Yeah, touch that. Yeah, just yeah, touch just touch the mic right here. I have to just touch the mic? Oh. I thought you were being serious. What <laughs> <laughs> are you recording right now? Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, wait, that's this? <laughs> like. Almost roommates here. Dude, it would have been sick. It was super close. God. Your brother. Your brother come in and fuck it up. My brother Dusty came in and fucked it all up. Just family fucking things up like they always do. Dude, God. He was like, bro, I'm gonna get a divorce. <laughs> I need a roommate. And you know what? That was a that was a rough call to take, but that was the right move. 100%. It was the right move from current circumstances. That was a good move. Yeah, for sure. Dude, this is a Daniel White show. We got freaking Aaron Penn in the house. So, yeah, Dude, this yeah, is a long time coming. I've been, of course, I've been, you know, promising to do this with Aaron for a very long time. And we're here. It's all good. You know, we're going through a transition period. But, you know, Aaron's been a vital part of my life. So I wasn't going to leave here without this happening. You know? Man, I'm excited. This is this is cool. This is badass. This is cool. I, I'm super into everything that you've done. I always try to be super supportive of, you have of your endeavors. Yeah, constructive yeah. or unconstructive. <laughs> <laughs> you see me through a lot of it, a lot of different bullshit <laughs> for the last. God, dude, two thousand nine. Uh, Never in life. Yeah, yeah, two thousand nine for sure. For around that time. Are, are we going through the, the how we met story? We we might as well, man. Yeah, we gotta do it. We gotta do the how we met story. I think we initially met. You dated a friend of mine, and yep. and it was I think it was at a show. Was it not at Hol- off Holden? I think we did meet at a show. I think yeah. that was the first time we officially met. Was off Holden. You were playing with Andrew Almond's old band, um, uh, three piece, two piece, bass, bass player and drums. Yeah, it was. Uh, What's the name of that band? It wasn't Ritk. It was. I forgot the name of that. Embracing Good. No, not Embracing Goodbye. Um, Andrew. Oh, I wish he was around to call. Like, dude, what was that band called? I can't think of the name. It was it was a bass player and I can't they either. played. Yeah, the kids. Fastest kid played that show. You know, the kid's name was Arthur. It was at a church. I yes. This. Yep. Yeah, I'm holding this near um Emerald Point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so random. Dude. I met you there and I remember and it was it was a cool show. I mean, I like I was a big fastest kid fan and um officially met you there. You know then, what? The band was good. Like for what they did, it was good. Dude, like, a fast kid? Yeah. Oh, solid. Like they seem like, and I know I'm going to say this, and I may catch some shit later on down the road, but anybody wearing a raccoon tail in public <laughs> on the reg is just, it kind of, it 
yeah. it throws me off. Very so, fair. So I always, you know, unfortunately at that age, I, I feel like I might have been a little close-minded and judgmental. But, yo, just as a rule, anybody that wears a raccoon tail in their daily life, kind of, I, I don't want to interact with them often. But now you might be, if you see it now, you're like, okay. Now it's, I, nah, I'm still pretty much, yeah, like, I'm an anti-raccoon tail on the daily. Anti. Kind of guy. You get a lot of hate from this. I might, I might, and it's, it's fine. Bring it. I'm gonna survive, dude. That's hilarious. But um, yeah, so we went through a lot. We go through the other shit we've been through. We've been friends ever since. I feel like ever since that point of meeting, we've been pretty much solid friends throughout. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you showed me a lot of cool bands. Obviously, you're heavy and hardcore now, still, which is fucking cool. It's something. It's exhausting. Yeah, I can only imagine, dude. But you're still on it. Vocals of uh, into your rope right now. But you've been. I've seen you never in life. I didn't see Elemental One. Everyone keeps talking about that from time to time. It brings up uh, those shows. The- you know, uh, Matt Reeves got a copy of the EP, the Elemental One EP. <laughs> what really? I have it. I'll send it to you. I need that. I don't. Yeah. I've never. I've I've only sent it. I think I sent it to Paul Janae, who uh, is my best friend and plays in a band called And I Become Death. Shout out Paul. And I sent it to uh, Dylan McKay Jones, who does vocals in Soul to Keep, Shout Live for What Lasts, Dude. and Until I Bleed. Dylan's a solid guy. Dylan is a solid guy. Dylan, if you're listening to this, which you may, you may not be, but I love what you do. You're doing a lot, and that fest you just put together with, was that with James? Yeah, James Aloysio helped out with that one. Yeah, and some of the people are... Dude. So it's, it's Blind Path Booking and uh, Bloody Loud Collective. Yes. Are doing like a co-pro on that fest. Insane. Dude, like the, I, the I'm, lineup's so solid. <laughs> I'm dropping back up here from Savannah for that. Yeah. Like, that is insane. But anyways, back to you. So oh, we sorry. Met, we met back then, and, you know, so we've lived together for a little bit. Two different times. We did, right? yeah. Yeah, your car blew up one time, and then I think one time you're, you got in a car wreck. <laughs> yeah. No car wreck. No, 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 no. Both times the transmissions went out. Both times the yes, car blew up. Yes, it was. A, I had a Taurus that went out on uh, Ashland away from Corinne's house. It was like an 87 Taurus. No, 95. Okay. <laughs> the next car was a Buick, which was a 94 Buick Custom. Dude, let me tell the story. You got to tell so the story. the fucking Buick would... <laughs> We get, we go to, we make plans to do a day trip to Raleigh, to Raleigh. which is like an hour and a half away to ride bikes with uh, Cameron, Cameron Heath, Cameron, Cameron, Cameron who plays bass in Super Reg, Shout also Cameron. another good band. Yes. And uh, it starts overheating. Yeah. And you were like, I don't know what to do. And I said, <laughs> dead face, turn the heat on full blast. It's, it's like, like July. Yeah, it was like oh summertime. God. Yeah, it was the worst. And you turned it on, the the temp went down, and we just took our shirts off and rode the rest of the way. It was so to ride. <laughs> like, we should have turned around. Like, any any responsible adult would have been like, trip canceled, we're Dude, going home. Yeah, the car's mm-hmm. overheating. Nah, you're like, hey, man, it's going. You're good. You're good. Dude, Got to Raleigh, rode around, it was great. Through a graveyard. Did we did go through a graveyard. Right, it's so weird. Dude, what, yeah, what a random day. Yeah. And you, yeah, you were moving... St- like around that time to I was. back to High Point, Kernersville. No, no, no. I was moving from Greensboro to Winston to move in with Chris to Winston Canoke. Yeah, on yes. Conoke. Yeah, Conoke. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember all that, dude. I moved in with Chris. That it was uh, the old bass or old guitar player for Deathblow. Yes. Yeah. Dude, shout out to Chris Sheets. Dude. I saw the dude at uh, uh, Prayer. Yeah. Um, Man, he's doing so good. Dude, he's kicking booty. He is so positive. Like yeah. every time I see that guy, it's smiles. It's, yeah. 
it's always a positive interaction. But I will say that that dude would play fucking jokes on me all the time when I live with him. This fool would cut the internet off at like 1130 at night for no reason just to fuck with me. And then when I like, like when I approached him about it, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally doing that. And yeah. I was like, why? And he was like, I think it's funny. Like, there was no reason why he should do it. He's just doing it to be a dick. I'm a big Chris Sheets fan, and that no. makes me love him even more. Dude, I am too. The man helped me out when I was definitely down. Like, And I've had a ton of friends do that. You oh, included, yeah. man. So oh, man, I'm here, dude. You know? Like I said, man, people know about the band shit. You know, people know you're in hardcore, but I want people to know where you're from, the background, what when you started doing bands, the shows you've been a part of. I know your first show you ever played was with Cancer Pats. Cancer Bats. Yeah, the, the Never in, yeah, Never in Life was Advent, Reign Supreme, and Cancer Bats. The first Never in Life show was yeah, Cancer yeah, yeah. Bats. So yeah. the one was way back before Right, that. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way so, before that. Let's go back to where you're from, and this is we'll, we'll, we'll jump through there. So originally, like, all right, I guess we're going like way back. Uh, <laughs> originally born in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's crazy. I was there until I was 12, so 1992. Uh, moved up here to Archdale, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge shift going from like a really large city to kind of a, a rural town yeah. um i feel like i adapt i adapted pretty well um yeah. got made fun of a lot in school um it's it's funny i, I talked to the kids about because i'm really into shoes you are really into shoes. <laughs> I am into shoes. <laughs> you are into but shoes right now. <laughs> the reason is, is because I'm just a vain bitch. Okay. Is because I got made fun of so much for oh. for the shoes that that I could, you know, that my parents could afford. Could afford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like so, I was wearing like fucking Franklins from the the Kmart. You know what I mean? Like you remember <laughs> these, right? Like yeah. Voight made volleyballs, but somehow they also made shoes at one point. I never saw like, their shoes, dude. It was rough. Dude. So I just got clowned on so much. And I remember being like 14 years old, living in Archdale. And I remember, I can't remember what year those what year Jordans came out in 94. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like, yo, mom, can I please, can I please get these Jordans? And she was like, go get a job. And I was like, dope. And that's what I did. I went and got a work permit. And I my first job was at a place called Huey Seafood with <laughs> the most racist like restaurant owner i've ever met in my life like he was so bad. i don't want to go into it yeah, i don't, don't, I don't even want to give this dude any attention yeah, needless him. to say when i quit the dude put a gun on me and told me to get the fuck out of his restaurant oh, so like what yeah it was he called me the n-word lover and i popped back with just some some yeah, yeah like some because at 14 you think you're invincible yeah. and this dude pulled a gun and i was like oh shit like, like, i need to go yeah yeah so yeah. it was uh it, it didn't last long. Huey Seafood is... They're not there anymore, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if Brian is listening to this, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Anyway, um, <laughs> so... But uh, moved up here in 92. Um, got into punk rock kind of around, like, 8th grade, ninth grade. If anybody hears the dog snoring in the background, that's my fault. It's it's Stella Bird. It's, ni- it's nap time. Yeah. And that's okay. It's 18 hours a day is nap time for this dog. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh got into punk rock there was a, a a kid so i got into skateboarding first 
And I was always listening to like, even when I lived in Florida, I was listening to like Judas Priest and Badass. Metallica. You know, when the when the Black Album came out from Metallica, yeah. it was like a life changer. Uh, Iron Maiden. Oh, dude, um, got super to. into them. So like, I was always kind of into like metal. Um, you know, Nirvana came out. And it was Ooh. it changed the whole game. And Soundgarden, yeah. Pearl Jam. Pearl Yo, Jam. that first Pearl Jam album is fucking solid. I will admit, look, I wasn't the vocals. Cast, the vocals still fucked me up a little bit. I'm not a biggest fan of vocals, but I appreciate. The music. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was so good. And like, I think the early album wasn't, the vocals weren't the same as it was on the later ones. Well, it just changed the whole, because, you know, before, like, Nirvana and, and that whole Seattle grunge scene came out, to me at least, and I can only speak of my experience, like, hair metal, Guns N' Roses, yeah. like, Literally. you know, that again, the Metallica Black album, there was, like, a certain vibe that, that rock music had up until that point. And then when that stuff came out, it was like, oh, shit. There's like a whole different world that I didn't even know about. Yeah. yeah. And then it was the same way when I discovered punk rock. I remember skateboarding with this kid named Ben Aby and uh, some other friends. Uh, I can't remember who else. Oh, this other kid, Jack Coltrane. It was just like some kids I went to school with that, that used to kind of be involved in the scene and, and you know, have, have gone on to live their own lives and they're doing great, yeah. I think, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but this dude played Ben Aby. He put in. A fat record sampler and it was uh it was the first fat record sampler i remember i get it was like cover album there was like covers but not covers so like high standard covered california dreaming no effects covered uh don mclean's vincent Badass. dude such a good cover Badass. um me first in the gimme gimme's did country roads Bad. oh what yeah <laughs> that's freaking cool dude such a good cover that's awesome um and there was like so much lag wagon was on there gutter boy and just like the fast like you know the 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 drums like yeah. how quick it was I was like, oh my god, I'm so fucking amped up right now. I want to go down like an eight stair. It, like, it was, yes. you know, and of course, you would try it and you'd get jacked up. Oh, but, yeah. but it was, I don't know how to say it, man. Like, there's, this is how I feel. There's some people that can listen to music and, and they can appreciate it for what it is at face value. And they're like, oh, this is nice. It's, it's aesthetically pleasing to my ears. Yeah. And I enjoy it. And then there's some people that that they feel it with their whole bodies. Yeah. Like there's like certain notes that people will hit or there's certain like 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 a certain rhythm or like a certain tone in, in someone's vocals that'll hit and it's just like fuck, I can feel it all soul. over my whole body. Whole soul. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get like you know, people talk about getting goosebumps. Like I get goosebumps on my whole body. It's so I don't know, man. Like I was I was talking to my girlfriend. Um, earlier today, we were talking about that LS Dunes band that came out, that, that super group with like Anthony, Anthony Green. Green. Yeah. yeah. And there's a song, Past Lives, and, and during the last chorus, there's like an inflection he does to where he kind of just raises it up a little bit. And it's just for that half a second where it's like, oh my God, this is almost euphoric. It feels so fucking good. Yeah. So I, I digress. I'm, I'm getting off track. No, you're good. There's Anthony Green. You can talk about him whenever you want. Well, here's the thing is, I never enjoyed. Circus Survive. You're good. It's good. Which one? Which kid is this? It's Curzy. Curzy. Go. Curzy, what's up? You're in a yeah, podcast. You're on a podcast we're right recording, now. We're recording one right now. Right now. Yeah, yeah, come say hello. Congratulations. You just popped your, your podcast thing. Come say hello. Right now. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Curzy. What's your um? What's your position at your job? A to-go server. Where's my food? Bro, it's in the fridge. She's got some leftovers in the fridge. Dude. Where is it at? Is it, is it chicken wings? No. 
All right, get out of the room. Oh, As you chilling if you want to, I don't care. We're talking about life. Okay. All right. Crazy just walked in with a hard show. Yeah, we're keeping this in. This is not getting edited out. This is my show. I can do whatever I want. So welcome. Wait, did you get that from Starbucks? What whistle? Okay, I don't care about that place. We're going to Starbucks after this. We are going to yeah, Starbucks after this. I mean, no one cares about that freaking holiday. Anthony Green. Anthony Green is amazing. He is amazing, but I was never a fan of him until he did LS Dunes. Okay, this podcast is over. <laughs> just, like, Everyone I, needs to have some love for Circus Survive. I could not get into Circus Survive. Exception. I couldn't get into that Wherever either. Wherever we need, need to leave. I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. But I can appreciate him so much in LS Dunes. Right. And I think he does a great job. And I think that maybe I need to go back and try it again. And again, maybe I just wasn't emotionally or musically mature enough to appreciate okay. how great that band was. Yes, okay. We're um, going to do that. Translate the name. It's the first EP. We're going to listen to it. <laughs> but if you get a chance, Hate Five Six did a video of them playing at the church in Philly. Ooh, I saw that. It's such a positive show. Yeah. It's so positive. Yeah. And I feel like such a fucking nerd because I get so pumped on that shit. Yeah, it's awesome. But like, you watch it and I'm like sitting in my recliner and my feet are like going like this. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like chair dancing because I'm getting so amped on like how the crowd's interacting and how he's interacting, like how the band's interacting with the crowd. And it's, dude, he's a solid frontman. He's great. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does like some weird like when he does this on the mic. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah some like, man shit. It gets a little like whatever. I mean, whatever, whatever. <laughs> like the that video was amazing. I've watched it twice, like oh, all the way through. It's I've so good. It. Yeah, very good. Um. Crap, I got off track again. What are you talking about? Like, the well, we got LS Dunes. How would he get LS Dunes? That's a very good point. Oh, I was talking about music and how some people feel it on a deeper level yes. than other people. Yes, yes. So, with punk rock. Yes. That's how I felt. It felt, amp, you know, it, it would, like, amp me up. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. It just makes me feel like a superhero. With it. Yeah. And then um, I had a friend. His name was Sean McDonald. He's a tattoo artist. Last time I checked, he was out in Colorado. Um he and I were really good friends, and we went through some stuff um, that got him in a lot of trouble. And he ended up, his parents decided it was best to ship him off to Job Corps in Maine. Oh, my God. Um, so he did some time there, um, took classes in uh, culinary arts, and moved back to Boston for a little bit. And then he actually came back to North Carolina and stayed with some family friends and he was really into hardcore at the time so when he and I met back up he was in Boston yeah yeah he was in Boston yeah so and actually Sean was the first person I went to my very first show with oh yeah okay. I went and saw there was a, a venue in High Point on Kibbit Drive which is now called MLK yes and it was called Triple B's and now it's like a Mexican grocery spot no way yeah um there's a gentleman named there that owned the place named John everyone called him Biker John because he wore these leather gauntlets up to his elbows and he would wear a leather vest with no shirt underneath and he was like glistening all the time but not sweaty and somehow he smelled amazing like it was weird okay um, full blown alcoholic, from what I understand. Okay. The dude, oh, dang. He, he he passed away of of, of some liver complications. Uh, his daughter worked the bar. She was such an incredibly nice person. I can't remember her name, oh, but man. Triple B's was great. And unfortunately, it it um, when John got sick, they decided to close it down. Mm -hmm. Um, but so the first show I saw was 
this band called Social Phobia, who changed their name to The Harrowing for like three months, and then changed their name to Bludgeon. Yes. So everybody from North Carolina yes. remembers Bludgeon. Yes. They've actually just played some shows recently. They did First in Flight. Flight. Yeah. yeah. Joel sounded amazing. Joel's a beast, man. Yeah. Beast um, so they played, and then there was another band from Virginia, and I'm, I'm, I can't write. They're Southern Virginia. I know it was Southern Virginia. Um, they were called the Noise Hood, and it was like a new metal kind of like Pantera ish, and it's been probably twenty years since I've heard them. Yeah, but we just walked into a random bar that night and happened to see them. Oh, and really? So, yeah. So I'd been a punk rock kid for probably you know three or four years, you know, and, and we were getting into like you know there was like the Fat Record stuff, which is super good, but then there was like some like crossover stuff that I got introduced to, like Gorilla Biscuits, Minor Threat, yes. uh, DRI, yeah. um, MDC, like so. Still, like, definitely a punk rock kid. And then when we saw Social Phobia play that night, and they at that time they were just straight rap core. I mean, just yo, oh my god, yeah, man, just like yo boys wearing Jinkos and Adidas hoodies that were four sizes too big. Like, that's what we were doing. This was 1996. Oh my god! So dude. I was 16, um, but still like super into punk rock. So Sean got in trouble, got shipped off to Job Corps, did his time, spent some time in Boston with his family, and then came back and lived with uh, some family friends. And he, at the time, he came home and he was like, "Yo, I want some new shit." And I was like, all right, well, I'm still a punk rock kid, so I don't give a fuck about your new shit. Yeah, fuck you. And he was like, yo, you should listen to this. So the first thing he put on was, and and if I catch shit over this, I really don't care because it holds a special place in my heart. He put on 25 to Life, the Strength Through Unity album, and he plays Loyal to the Grave. And for anybody that, that doesn't know this, 25 to Life it, it, then was like, a seminal New York hardcore band. Yeah. And this particular song had Lord Izak from Crown of Thorns, Scarhead, Danny Diablo doing guest vocals, and Freddie Crucian, who everyone also knows as Freddie Madball, oh, yeah. doing guest vocals as well. That's nuts. So it's like these three behemoth fucking frontmen from New York on this one track, and it's a banger fucking track, man. It's so good. Yeah. And I heard it, and I was like, why does this dude sound like a bird? Because if you ever heard Rick to life, he like he took like Roger Merritt from Agnostic Front style of singing and yeah. like dialed it up to a ten. So like, I mean, his stuff is just so, yeah. When you yeah, it, it was different. And when I first heard it, I was like, this. Sounds like dog shit. Sounds like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, acquiring your Yeah, and my friend Sean's like, oh, you're dumb. Like, there's no way. Like, this is amazing. And he was like, listen to this. And then he puts on VOD, Vision of Disorder, the drop album. And he's like, yo, check out this song. And he puts on DTO, dropping the oppressor. And this is a song that, like, Paul Janae and I will just nerd out on. It's like a five-minute long song, but it's amazing. It's and then he played Suffer after that. And I was like... Yo, this is amazing. What is this? Yeah. So it's hardcore. Sean was like, "Look, let me just leave leave you with some music. Let me give you some CDs to just check out." And he left the VOD drop album. He left that Twenty Five to Life uh, Strength Through Unity album, and he left something else that ended up being so important because it showed me so many bands. Um, there was a documentary that was done. I'm wanting to say it was back in '95, and it was called The New York's Hardest Comp. 
And there was like a VHS documentary that was done, but they also released a CD. And it would play a song from a band from New York, and then they would do an interview with somebody. And then it would play a song from a band from New York, and then they would do another interview with somebody else. So on that comp was 25 to Life, Mm. Crown of Thorns was on there, Mm -hmm. District 9 was on there. Um, Oh my God, District 9 is so good. Madball was on there. Like, there was a uh, a lot of bands, but the one band that stuck out the most was this band 108 okay oh yeah yeah and uh i had never heard of Hare krishna before then right and i've only met like two or three Hare krishnas in my life Mm -hmm. and one of them obviously is my best friend paul you know or um you know he's he's had a he's gone through the ceremony where that where they've given him his name and I'm, i'm i'm trying to not be disrespectful because i i love paul and i respect his his beliefs but uh, his name now is uh, Parasharamadasa. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. it, and, you know, if I could just shoot off for a second and speak off. on shoot Paul, off. like, this is someone who is, you know, you, here in the South, people kind of, like, there's some people that are, like, really religious. Oh, yeah. And there's some people that are that are, are, are definitely not. Yeah. And there's some people where you could just you could just be like, yo, like, your religion's fucking bullshit. Like, <sighs> Like you're dumb as shit. But and and people take that and they're just like, well, that's your beliefs and that's fine. But I remember Paul's the person that you weren't allowed to say that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he was someone and still is someone that takes his beliefs very seriously. And it's it's amazing to see someone with that much passion and that much conviction. But he doesn't just apply that to 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 his belief system. He applies that to his family. He applies that to his job. He applies that to his friends. And Paul Janae is the embodiment of, of what I was brought in to understand that that hardcore was. Yeah. A hardcore is about a community. Hardcore is about family. Hardcore is about loyalty and taking care of one another and 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 building each other up, you know, with a with a positive message and and and, and you know, being caretakers of, of our scene. And I think that it's over the years it's kind of changed and depending on where you live it, it you know there's different there's different ways of looking at it and whatnot mm-hmm. but in my mind that's one person that has always embodied what i believe hardcore to be that's someone that lives their life at a show on the street at at temple at yep. his job he is someone that lives hardcore 100 percent, and will always live hardcore 100 percent. yeah and that's it, it it's amazing to to know that there's people out there that are like that. I feel like you're the same way. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to make your head big, no, you're but like you're a genuine person who has passion and your beliefs that you have and your relationships that you have and the, and 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 your family you hold very dear to your heart. And there is nothing that anyone can say or do that would ever change that. Mm-hmm. And so you are another person that I feel embodies something that has been a huge part of my life for. You know, twenty five years. You embody yeah. what what I believe hardcore is about. Yeah. So, yeah. dude, fucking love it. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, anyway, one hundred eight's amazing. Everyone should check out one hundred eight. Yes. Songs of Separation is a dope album. It's the best. And then you should check out Threefold Misery as well. Actually, fuck anything one hundred eight does is amazing. You show me one hundred eight, dude. So yeah, good. You I love one hundred eight. I really do. But yeah, I remember I, when I see one hundred eight, I automatically think of you, dude. 
every it's, time. It's amazing. And you've traveled to see them. Uh, this is hardcore. Oh, yeah. Philadelphia, what, once or twice? Uh, we went to saw them at the church with Blacklisted yeah. on our way up to an Edge Fest <laughs> like a while ago. And then, yeah, uh, Paul has traveled to... They did three shows in Brooklyn, I think, maybe two shows in Brooklyn. Oh, I mean, it was recent, kind of the last 10 years? Yeah, yeah, Within, like, the last two or three years. Two or three years, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, anytime they play, like, Paul and I are always trying to get together and go, and they put on such an amazing show. When when uh, when Hellfest fell apart in 2005, mm-hmm. we got to see, I can't remember who the first band was, but it was Lifetime and 108 play at the Starlight Ballroom. <sighs> Lifetime, that's crazy. Dude, so fun. I was so jealous. Again, such an incredibly, like, positive vibe everyone was having a really good time i don't remember there being any fights or anything like that yeah yeah but i mean 2005 compared to now i mean i feel like hardcore has changed so much in the last you know what is it 17 years yeah for sure but um anyway yeah so i got so sean would like would drag me to shows and like it didn't even matter who was playing he would just be like this is where the shows are, and so this is where we're gonna go. And Weekends, yeah, Weekdays, too, yeah, it was at Triple B's. You know, there were there was a, at one point there was a place in in High Point behind Fuji's called Sam's Club, <laughs> where Domino's is. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. I saw uh, I saw like a death metal band play there one time. That's badass. It wasn't badass because I remember one of their lyrics was something about blood on my dick and i was like this is gross like i've never i've never been into death metal well, like yeah i know you never really never yeah like that. that cannibal corpse like and like yeah and like it's not yeah, yeah. i'm they just don't, like they don't live the life they probably mm-hmm. speak into this is no. as dark as possible oh yeah, uh, man i like to be clean i want to shower every day <laughs> i don't want to think about bodily fluids on me like i'm good yeah yeah dude good time see we were going to shows have a great time obviously so you at this point you're pretty much okay hardcore. you like punk too obviously but like yeah, yeah, I mean, I still, I still like, I still listen to punk rock every once in a while. But punk yeah, punk is fun, dude. And I feel like it's kind of it never left, but like I, I'm seeing a lot more punk bands. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, and you understand this because you're kind of getting older as well. Like, tastes change. We mature, and yeah. we kind of, you know, because at one point, all you were listening to was hardcore, or all you were listening to was yes. was this one genre, yeah. and like now, like you and I talk about this all the time. I am the biggest fan of sad singer songwriter female vocalist. Julian Baker, baby. Dude, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, that Boy Genius album just came out. Ooh, like, solid. Dude, so good. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many, like, Spotify was like a game changer for Love. a lot of us. Yes. That Discovered Weekly, like, that that playlist that they curate based mm-hmm. on, like, what you listen to. Oh, my yeah. God. I've discovered so many cool bands and so many cool artists just based on that alone. There's so many, dude. There's um, so many. But yeah, you know, now I listen to to so much stuff, and uh, Outlaw Country for some reason is is starting to like make its Outlaw rounds country, back in. Country rules. I've always been a bit fan of that kind of country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember being a kid and my mom listening to like Garth Brooks and yeah. and Reba McIntyre and uh, Trisha Yearwood and Vince Gill and like you know early tim mcgraw and like that was her jam like she was super into it and i was always like this stuff sucks like blah yeah nate is like yeah now it's okay it's like, like man, this kind of rules it does yeah dude I love it does that. yeah your parents are like man you're right you're right yeah yeah thank you yeah i crazily enough it, it, it mean when i was a teenager i didn't know everything like i who would have known yeah it's, it's yeah. nuts that's crazy because I, mean, I, went, I went kind of backwards i was mostly in the metalcore shit for in like post hardcore stuff and then I found my way back into hardcore like kind of backwards mm-hmm. so the first time I was like man hardcore whoosh, fuck that 
Listen to Silverstein, motherfucker. Dude, Silverstein's amazing. Silverstein's sick. Exactly. Yeah. Then I was just like, all right, let me dive in. I think Earth Crisis is probably one of the first bands. Oh. Well, I think around locally, I think, because my best friend Stephen England with the shows all the time back in the day, he he seen Death Blow. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of times. And that's the first one I ever heard of local. I was just like, dude, this is insane. So good. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Yeah. I, I you know, I've I've probably seen Death Blow and, and hung out with those kids. I mean I mean but yeah, again, like Paul's my best friend. Of course, I mean, I've probably of been to 30, 40, 50 Death Blow shows. Yeah. But you never looked into it any further than what it was meant to be, which was just a soundtrack to a fist fight. Dude. That's literally all they ever wanted to Dude. be. I am so I remember the first show. I was like, well, what are you guys trying to do? He was like, man, we're just trying to get kids to fight each other. Dude, and <laughs> my God, that album, the intro alone, dude, I'm just like, oh, my God. First of all, it was the, the, they used the thing from Seven. Yep. And there's that breakdown alone in that intro. I was just like, dude, I'm getting ready to crush somebody's skull. And yeah. That's exactly what it sounds like, dude. Yeah, man. It was it was amazing. Such a well-written album and so simple for what it was. But, dude, dude heavy. Dude. Tough. Oh, my God. God, I never forget. I just did a reunion at uh, Cranky's. Was it Cranky's back in the day? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but the was it, it was the benefit for Lee Hill. Yes, that was it. Yes, it was Deathblow Stronghold, which was one of Jacob Lilly's first bands. Yes, Jacob Lilly from Chamber. Yes, and Dwell. Um, yes, yes. Uh, X Honor X played. Yes, and then Never in Life also did a reunion there as well. God, dude, because Deathblow covered Inside Out, No oh, Spiritual God. Surrender. Oh, that's right. I got there near the kind of in the second after work. I remember that, but that's insane. Dude, shout out to all that, man. I think Netflix played a couple shows since then, too. Uh, so they kind of have uh, an understanding between all of them that um, – because when Josh Topic moved back to town because mm-hmm. he uh, spent some time in Texas. Yes, um, that's right. When he moved back to town, they kind of talked about maybe doing some more stuff. And I think what they have all decided to do is that unless it is for a good cause – they don't want to play. Okay. That's so fair. they don't want to play for money. They don't want to play for like anything like that. Like if it's for a good cause, they'll play. So yeah. like the last show they played was a break time in Winston for Phil's mother. Yes. Right. To raise money for, um, for her cancer treatment. Yes. So, and they were down to do it. And man, what a fun show. They had such a good time. Dude, that's but, awesome. Uh, I missed that one. But yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They don't, they don't, no it's just not something. Yeah. That's like, very fair. Yeah. I, I think it's admirable. I really do. Like yeah. they're still willing to do stuff, but only if it's only if it's going to contribute positively to somebody. Yeah. So yeah. that's remember, that's good. We're getting that album from uh, when I first met Danny Sober because he that's had it at the, the warehouse. And yeah. We just grab a bunch of CDs and do whatever, and that was I, that was one of the ones I grabbed. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they were signed on Tragic Hero. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that oh, wow. Deathlow was actually the first that uh, their demo was the first closed casket activities release. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's freaking insane. Yeah, because Justin Loudon was living down here, uh, working with Danny. At uh, at the time, it was Seventh Dagger. God. So history. Yeah. So Justin started Close Casket. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's and I'm if I'm wrong, I'm sure I'll get corrected. I'm sure somebody will say something. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Justin Loudon started Close Casket activities down here in North Carolina. That's insane. That's awesome. Yeah. And that our part label was insane. Now they Dude. signed a crazy bands. Man, everything that dude touches is gold. It's like every band. Yeah, the roster. You want to roster? He's like, 
banger, 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 banger. But it does it. It literally he doesn't miss. So no. shout out to that dude. That's yeah. fucking awesome. But yeah. God, it goes. It goes to North Carolina, man. We have so many crazy bands that have come out this state, dude. Dude, North Carolina is a force, dude. I mean, we've kind of gone off the rails from what you're doing, but like, I'm, I'm getting this glass casket. You say about that? I did. I saw they signed to Silent the Pendulum, oh. doing new music and releasing their first two albums. Dude, I'm gonna freaking lose my mind. Yeah. You, I'll be back up here for that too. I, I hope they play shows. Like I know they're releasing music, but I really hope that they they get together and do something. Golly, just insane, insane. Yeah. Anyways, back to you. So oh, you're going to shows like crazy. You know, we, dude, we're gonna go up and change. This is how we. This is how we do. But I want to get to where you started having an interest and in wanting to even do vocals. Like where did that start? So. Um, I am not musically inclined at all. I can't yeah. carry a tune. I can't like this. I, I fuck it up. Like I can't <laughs> keep, keep a beat. Down. Nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and I just was really into music, and I was like, "What can I do to contribute to this, to this this community that is becoming such a, an important part of my life?" Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean and I did a, a zine for a little bit. Oh, that's badass. Which um, I, you know. Honestly, it was just us doing show reviews and and some album reviews, and just kind of like spotlighting a couple of local bands here and there. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think only three issues were released, and you know when you're a kid working at like Bojangles, it's hard to finance a, a full on zine. Mm-hmm. So we just it, it it got abandoned, unfortunately. But um, <clears throat> I decided i was going to try and go into the marine corps wow and that was 1998 uh it didn't work out um i was there for about three weeks and they gave me a hundred dollars and a bus ticket to wherever i wanted to go the side of the mississippi so i decided to go home and what else was i gonna do Yeah. yeah yeah um and i got home and i went to a birthday party at Creekside Park for I think one of my oh, Creekside yeah one of my yes. younger sister's friends and there was a band playing it was a cover band that was playing there and I recognized all the kids in the band uh, I had gone to high school with mm-hmm. but I didn't we never hung out um, and essentially the reason that we never hung out and this is so stupid was uh, I was a skateboarder and they were rollerbladers. And so we Oh my god. Yeah. And so funny. we automatically just wrote each other off. You know, cuz Yeah, cuz we're fucking little, kids. Little like bubbles. yeah, we don't know any better. We're yeah. stupid. Yeah. But um they were covering like 311 and like corn covers and uh they covered like Leonard Skinner. They were kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's like really a lot of variety there. Yeah, but when they got done playing, I was like, "Yo, would you guys ever think about doing like uh, a band with like originals and would you like do you like heavy music and they were like yeah and yeah, so sure. like I played them like 25 to life and, and, and VOD and some Madball and Agnostic Front and stuff like that and they were like yeah we'd be into doing this so at first I decided to well we collectively decided that I would I would join the band and we would still do the cover stuff um but we were also going to try and write new music. Yeah. So, um, like, my very first show, I played a 4th of July celebration at Creeside Park. <laughs> and there's there's photos somewhere. 
Oh my god, was your pants there? Uh, I can't remember if they went or not. Dude, I, I just remember I was wearing like some fresh jive cargo pants, like <laughs> like a gray army shirt and like a, like a Fidel Castro cap. Oh my like, god! I mean, I was probably all of like 120 pounds soaking wet. Dude, yeah, That's scary, insane. scary. Some anxiety, like shaking, which is crazy because now you know. I'm hundreds of shows in, and yeah. it, it's nothing. It feels like home. But yeah, then, like, like, it was weird. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. What's going on? Nerve-wracked. So, you know, we we did that and kind of fumbled around a bit. We, we always did two vocals, and then we uh, we decided on a name. We were going to be called Oversoul. And it, I mean, just call it what it was. It was new metal. Yeah. It, I mean, it really was. Um, yeah. And at the time, that's kind of what was popular for, for them. Um I was more trying to bring a, a little bit more aggression to the to the to the mix, um, but there was compromises that, that needed to be made if this was going to work. So um, we had to change the name due to somebody in Egypt decided, taking out like a cease and desist, saying that we stole their name. Oh it was my so weird, God! And so uh, at that point, the 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 main singer, his name was Jared, um, he decided to leave the band and. Uh, we got another singer, and his name was Mike Saavedra. Yes, love Mike. Yeah, so and we changed the name to Element of One. Love that. So Mike learned the songs, came in. Man, Mike was a G. That dude drove from Yadkinville to Archdale every week to practice. Yeah, that's like an hour each way. Oh, that's right. His parents are still out there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, he was familiar. doing that. Yep, it was crazy. That's actually a very long drive, right? Because even from Winston, that was like twenty twenty five minutes. Dude, it was then, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, Mike. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike played for I don't know, maybe a year, maybe two. Um, had a really good time, and things progressively got heavier. Yeah. And we did like a, a little two-song demo that we recorded with a gentleman named Mike at Darkwave Studios in Jamestown. Um, and Mike actually used to play drums for Hearts Carved, which was an old Tribunal band. Oh, yeah. Shout out Tribunal, yeah. Um. And so we did that, and Joel hit us up because Joel, at the, Joel from Bludgeon at the time was running Forsaken Recordings. Yes. yes. And he was like, yo, I'm putting together this sampler. It would be dope if you guys wanted to put a track on there. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to. Yeah. So we put, um, we put a song on there. I, I think it went over well. I, the, 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 uh, the comp was cool. Like it was really neat. Um, and then, Mike left the band. I think it's because Mike was going to college in New York. New York. Right. Yes, I've heard the story. Yeah. yeah. Um so Mike quit or left. Mike didn't quit. Mike left. Um and we just decided to go forward as a four piece. Mm-hmm. And from that point all the singing was was out. No clean was, vocals. Yeah, all the clean vocals, vocals were yeah, out. Yeah. And it became all screaming. Yes. Yeah. It was hardcore heavy. And it was it was metalcore leaning, yeah. you know, um, and we played a lot. We had a good time. Uh, we we definitely got in some trouble. We definitely caused some problems. I've heard the stories. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, some things you're not proud of. You know, some things in hindsight you look back on and you say, oh, I probably should have handled that differently. But <laughs> That's life, man. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for, for the friends that I had there at the time. Um, 
and I, I hope they can say the same about me because without them, I definitely, I should have got rolled a bunch. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's really no reason for some of us to be alive. Yeah. But uh, so 2006 was kind of where Element of One started to go downhill through no fault of our own. Um, it, it just became unsustainable. We had decided that that we were going to be a straight-edge Christian band, but we still had, like, these straight-edge militant lyrics. And it was just... And it's my fault because I was... You know, I claimed straight-edge at 24. Mm-hmm. 24, so 2004. And a lot of the kids at the time, straight-edge was was kind of a... An excuse to be a dick. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, what what we should have realized is that we should have just shut up and lived our lives and let everyone else live theirs. Yeah. But at that time, we couldn't do that. You're young and dumb. Yeah. We had to be the loudest fucking idiots in the room. Of course. And, you know, try and tell everybody how to live their lives or, or stuff like that. Slap and it, cigarettes. Yeah. And as much as we, well, <laughs> it's funny because, like, people tell all these fucking stories and I've never seen it before in my life. And yeah. people are like, well, it happened to me. And it's like, cool. Well, you're one person out of, like, a fulfilling other people. Yeah. Like, and maybe you were just being a dick. Like, so maybe this had nothing to do with straight edge. Maybe you were just an asshole. You deserved it, motherfucker. But, well, and maybe not. I mean, again, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just know that. I was very loud and very in your face about certain things that now as as I've gotten older I realized that it was just a lot of like peacocking and posturing and me trying to be tough and me trying to be like you know even though I I would tell people well I don't think I'm any better than you I could see now how people would think that I could see now I could I'm mature enough to 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 understand their point of view yeah and yeah, I was being a fucking dick. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people that can say, no, I wasn't being an asshole back then. All of us were kind of being dicks. And it, and it is what, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that there's some people that stand out and they were genuinely nice all the time and that's great. But not a lot of those people are people that I hung out with. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, so Element of One just kind of fell in on itself. You know, we had a, a, a belief system that, that, that preached... Uh, inclusivity and we had a belief system that preached uh, you know accepting everyone and and loving your neighbor and and I mean you know Christian beliefs but then we were also singing about like breaking bottles over people's heads and shit like that and it was like yeah yeah, Yeah. one of these things is not like the other this is fucking stupid a lot of conflicting yeah so and I at the time was starting to have a crisis of faith. Mm. Um, there were some things that were going on in my life personally, um, with my marriage at the time that, uh, was causing me to rethink what I truly believed. And so 2006 came up, the show at the Kernersville YMCA happened. Of course. And I get arrested for inciting a riot. Mm. Um, and one of our, my friends went and strong-armed money out of the person that was responsible for getting the show shut down. Oh, wow. And uh, 
I, we had a benefit show to help me pay for the lawyer, and I ended up not having to come out of pocket a dime. God, that's awesome. It, like, it all matched up. It yeah. was The lawyer was $1,300, and I made like, well, it was like $1,315 is what was raised. Wow. Between my friend strong-arming the money out of the kid that got the show shut down. And the benefit money. And the benefit money. Yeah. Um, so it was great. And I, I took care of that, and I had to do, like, 24 hours community service at the Goodwill. Uh, it's the first time I ever touched a used dildo. That's gross. <laughs> don't recommend it. Also, I don't know why anybody, if we could just stop for a second and just put a pause on this. Please don't donate your used sex toys to Goodwill. Please, please don't do that. So that shit is so gross. Just throw them in the trash. No one's going to get any use out of that. They're going to throw it away too. But you've you've made someone touch your gross junk. That's so, a little sus. Yeah. So. You deserve that. I deserve that? Yeah, dude. Asshole. <laughs> little straight edge melted motherfucker. <laughs> Man, just please don't donate your sex toys to the Goodwill. Or donate. Why would you Why you get rid of it? Just use it until it's not working anymore. Uh, I don't know, dog. I have no clue. Someone was like, ah, it's not doing it for me anymore. Yeah, I, just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What happens in your bedroom is your business, by all means. But uh, anyway, so I did that. And then we, we the last show we played, we played at um, a church in Kernersville called, they had like a little side club called The Exit. And... Uh, and we played with a band called Adira that Rob Turner was in. Yes. Um, Rob Turner from Torch Runner. Yes. And I can't remember who else played. But I remember being on stage and I remember saying, this song is about being able to worship however you see fit. And I think I said the words, whatever God you see fit. And the church had a conniption fit. Oh, Lord, dude. Oh, my God. And we almost got pulled off the stage. Like, it was it was weird. They had a problem with what I was saying. Wow. So they shut it down, and then they wanted to have, like, this long conversation with us about, like, about how we were witnessing and stuff like that. And I mean, I got a little upset, and they got upset, obviously. And... After that conversation happened and after that show happened, we kind of took a little bit of a break and finally just decided this isn't this isn't working. This isn't as important to us as it once was. Yeah. And I myself personally was thinking I'm probably doing more harm than good. Mm. I'm I'm having my own personal problems with my faith and I don't feel good about singing these songs, you know, A, about like fucking people up with bottles, broken bottles, but I don't feel good about singing songs about glorifying something that I don't necessarily know if I subscribe to anymore. Very true. So the band split up. We did do a couple of reunions here and there, again, for good reasons. Um, but we actually recently got asked to play First in Flight, and I didn't even bother asking anyone else. I just said no. no. And when they asked why, I said, because I can't. I I can't be a part of that. I can't get on stage and sing about something that the lyrics yeah, yeah that yeah. that I feel conflicted about. Yeah. Um you know and, and it's and it's twofold. A I don't identify as a Christian. 
Mm-hmm. B, I don't believe in 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 telling others how they should live their lives. Yeah. Um, you know, now and for a long time, I believe that that straight edge is a personal choice, one that that I chose for the betterment of myself because I want to be the best version of myself for my friends and my family, you know, my my children and how I choose to live my life has nothing to do with how you or anyone else chooses to live theirs. Right. So essentially what I did is I said, I just need to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I've done. And I think that a lot of people that remain straight edge or, you know, if if they decide to stop claiming or they decide to, 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 that, that it's not for them and, and they, and they aren't straight edge anymore by default or, you know, through drinking or anything like that. I think that we can all agree that it was our choice. We made that choice for ourselves and, we all should have kept our mouths shut. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you don't see me or a lot of people wearing, like, some of the overtly straight violent, like, yeah, like in-your-face straight-edge shirts, yep. which were commonplace in the early 2000s. You know? I mean, I can... I, the shirt that I always bring up is straight-edge. If you're not with us, you're a fucking target. Like, that was printed on a shirt. <laughs> Yes, I remember seeing that. Yeah, shirt. I don't know you, but I've seen that shirt before. Right, yeah. That's freaking insane. So, dude. and and we know who printed the shirt. Yeah. And we know what the intent was behind it. It was I'm straight edge. Go fuck yourself. Yep. So, but even that person doesn't give a fuck about this stuff anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just not important. Yeah, you were young, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're don't young. get me wrong. Straight edge is still an incredibly important part of my life, yeah. and and I. I, I hold it very dear. I do believe that that hardcore and and straight edge, you know, along with other you know family and 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 friends and whatnot, have molded me to be the man that I am. But we didn't have to be assholes about it. No. And when we were, and I feel like I've made amends with the people I needed to make amends with. And if anybody else has a problem, you can fucking bring it. But <laughs> bring those DMs, bro. <laughs> Don't be scared. You feel me? Damn. That's lit, man. So, uh, Element 1 ended. um, And then about two years later, uh, I got a little antsy, got tired of sitting at the house, and decided that I wanted to start another project. That I wasn't done saying the things I needed to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to do it different this time. I wanted to make sure that everything I said was something that I 100% believed in. 100%. Like, I wanted to make sure that... Regardless of what happened after the band was done, like I could get on stage at any point in my life and say, you know what, I support what I'm saying. I could get behind everything that I'm singing about. This is 100% me. It involves no one else. This is what I have to say. And Never in Life happened. And we sang songs about, uh, you know, about... There was a song called Spring of 96, which yeah. talked about my first show. Yeah, it's my first. Yeah, it's my joint. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we sang songs about um, about uh, the European invasion of, of, of the Americas and how, you know, fucked up it was, what happened to the American Indians. Yeah. You know, we sang songs about, uh, about, you know, there was a song called The Drains that was about people paying way too much attention to their outward appearance and worrying about what other people thought about them. And through that process, just you know rotting away inside because they were 
they were too worried about what everyone else thought of them instead of them doing the work on themselves. You know, so there was, we kind of did a, a broad, a, a, a broad, like, every song that, that, that we did had a message. Mm -hmm. And the message was not the same throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that if anybody said, well, what's this song about? I can go, oh, this song is about killing child molesters. Like, and that's, and that's what it was. Yeah. And I'm... Still incredibly proud of the music that I did with Never in Life. You know, uh, Pat Roby, who went on to play Shout in to in Fear the United and Post Human, and now currently owns an incredible restaurant in Mebane, Crafted. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Pat Roby's a fucking machine. Dude's a beast. Yeah. Beast mode. And so, and again, such a genuine individual, someone that cares so much about his family, his yep. work ethic's amazing. That, that's another person that embodies hardcore. Yes. Um, Corey Yao. Who Corey. I'm currently playing with in any Euro. Riffer. Yeah. The dude's amazing. You ever seen him at a thousand bands? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um Lee Hill was playing bass. Lee Hill was Solid. the singer for Damascus Intervention. Oh which dope. yeah. So uh he's still around. Shout out to Lee. That dude's lovely doing doing his thing. Good guy. And then uh Houston. Houston. Yeah. Motherfucking Houston. God, Houston's the man, dude. Yeah. So I do that uh beloved yep. reunion. Yeah, dude. It was so good to see that dude, man. Yeah, man. Another He's, genuine guy. Dude, incredibly genuine. Like he and I could go years without speaking to each other, and every time we see each other, it's we didn't miss a beat, man. That's how it is, man. Yeah. He's a solid dude. And I'm still on great terms with all those dudes. I would love to like do a reunion with those cats because we just had such a good time. God, and I'm I I'm sorry it fell apart. I I wish it didn't, but you know, everybody kind of, you know, you well, grow and, yeah. and you and, and you, your priorities change, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But um, so never in life finished, and I kind of chilled out for a bit, and then I got the bug again and decided I wanted to try to do another project. So I called Chris Sheets from Deathblow, Josh Topic, who played bass in Deathblow. Mm -hmm. uh, I called Pat Roby, mm -hmm. and there was a kid named Josh Huff. Yes. From Ivy League. Ivy League, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Texas. Solid. Who had moved here. He was dating a girl. Yeah. And uh, he played guitar. And we did a band for probably six months. It was called Discarded. Discarded. Um, we only played like five or six shows, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was sick. It yeah, was sick. Dude, we had a lot of fun. Remember it was cool. The house, house show you played in Glenwood. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was cool short-lived um i we we talk about it often and i think that i was kind of going through some shit at the time that made it really hard for for people to get along with me yeah um and let's be honest man you know me i i sometimes can be very hard to get along you're with you're a stubborn motherfucker <laughs> I, mean, I say you're a stubborn dude dude all my friends will tell it to my face yeah, and if you Andrew. don't you're not my friend I love so. Aaron Fandette, but he's a stubborn dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh and don't get me wrong it, it, it's I've heard that I uh I've heard the word socially inept be, be thrown around about me from time to time <laughs> I wouldn't say that but so yeah I'll but uh so discarded started and ended you know it started as quickly as it ended yeah. and uh and and that was it and again i kind of tried to chill out and it seems like i would always have these conversations with myself where i was like am i done and the answer was always a resounding no, no i'm not I, done yet yeah i'm don't get me wrong hardcore's for the kids they are it, it is 100 percent. but this is the only way that i could like 
that I felt constructive in, in getting out what I wanted to say. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. You know, and some people do it through poetry, you know, and, and, and we could talk about Stan Lake. Dude, if you ever read Stan Lake's poetry or his articles or anything like that, a fucking wordsmith. I Such love, a talent. I love Stan. Such a talent. Rebuked. Like, Rebuked. The lyrics are amazing. Dude, insane. Dude. I mean... Like, it, I'm jealous of this kid's fucking, like, of his natural God-given talent to write this amazing stuff. And I... It's, it's a catch-22 because you and I can agree. Creativity is bred from suffering yes and we know what stan did we know the 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 what he had to do mm-hmm. and what he signed up to do yes he did. Yeah. and and unfortunately i i hate that 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 someone as pure and as genuine as stan went through something like that because i think that stan feels things on a deeper level and i think that you know you you hear like people talk about empaths and oh i'm an empath and it's like no you're not you're you're just a fucking shitty person. But <laughs> yes. I totally believe that, you know, when I talked about feeling music on a deeper level, Stan Lake is also one of those people. Solid, yeah. Stan feels things at his core. Mm-hmm. And through his suffering and through him feeling those things as deeply as he did, he is he has written some amazing music. Insane. Saying I love you. And like, his, his poetry is insane. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can I can speak forever about that dude. Yeah, and he's a photographer too. So you dude. know, you know, I love him for that. Oh, a hundred percent. But obviously, it's weird because me and discovering Rare Revengeance. When I discovered that band, I didn't know who Stan was. So right. Two different vocalists. Mm-hmm. And um, over the years, I just kind of got to know him more through photography. This is before Rare Revengeance, or just after Rare Revengeance. Obviously, he broke it forever ago. Right. But talking to him more, blah blah. blah then uh, Beeson was like, "Oh yeah, I met Stan, good photographer." Blah, blah blah. He was like, "Dude, that was a vocalist of Rare Revengeance." I was like. What? Yeah. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, yeah, dude, that was, these are my songs. So I was yeah. like, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, it, what's, and what's great, since we're on the subject of Stan, is Force of Reckoning, shout out Matthew Reeves and Force yeah. of Reckoning Records, yeah, is man. actually looking to re release the Red Revengeance yes. demos. Stan told me. Then I'm so fucking happy that I had a, a chance to introduce the two of them because I'm kind of being a little selfish here i want to see it happen dude that would like, be insane like i want to see it remastered i want to hear these songs and i want to see this kid on stage again playing those songs monster yeah monster so it's dude i'm so pumped I, I, we keep getting sidetracked i'm no, sorry this is but not this, sidetracked in any way show this is what this show is for. there's so like there's so many people that i want to like dude. talk about and talk up because you know i mean i've, I've been involved in hardcore for like 25 years at this point years almost yeah so like you meet so many cool fucking people and don't get me wrong you meet some shitty ones plenty and you meet some fucking tourists that that come in and out and 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 it is what it is but overarching and the overall like my overall like experience with with hardcore in general has been incredibly positive yeah um and I've every friend that I have, Daniel, is is because of hardcore yeah. or through hardcore. Yeah, me and and you know, some people may say that's sad, but to me, it's not. Like it's awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I know, and, and and I've said this before to you in in just personal conversations. Hardcore feels like home mm-hmm. when when I go to a show. 
and I walk through those doors, I feel welcome. Yeah. And I feel like everyone there is is my friend mm-hmm. and is is looking out for our our common goal of, of building this community and, and doing something constructive and positive and and you know, from someone that's looking on the outside, it looks violent and it looks crazy and it looks like kids are trying to kill themselves. But I go into a show and I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm fucking dying. Yeah. Because I've never felt more at peace mm-hmm. than screaming my fucking lungs out. Yeah. And I love it. And I I feel like you can relate. And and I know that there's other people that, that that hopefully listen to this and some that may not that can relate to this. Hardcore is home. Yeah. It I'm is. Don't it. don't get me wrong, like my family home was amazing and, 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 and I have no complaints about my mother and father or, or my sisters. We we we're we're a close family. I love them dearly. You know my family. Yeah, love them. So I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away from them at all. Mm. But we're talking about hardcore. Yeah. And to me, outside of my family home, that is the only other place in this entire world that I've ever felt at home, at peace. I fucking love that, dude. Was losing my mind next to my friend, shoulder to shoulder, screaming my fucking lungs out. Screaming, yeah. I'm with yeah. You. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's... And people should be jealous. People that don't get to experience this should be fucking jealous. Dude. Like... <laughs> Right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going my when I got into it, I was I was playing shit like I was fucking my house, my dad, he of course he didn't understand it. Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I was going to shows, I was nothing's better than walking up to the door guy, giving him some money, walking in and seeing the homies. Yeah. And meeting new people. Yeah. You know, Tuesday my good friends, most of them actually are through hardcore. If we're really talking. Like right. I mean, that I still associate with to this day. Yeah. You know, I wish I I don't go as much as I used to, you know, because life but um, those, I, I, I want to take those times back for anything. Yeah. Every fucking weekend at the tavern, at the sound vent. Um, I didn't experience ACs. I wish I, uh, ACs, I wish I did. Oh, buddy. Um, dude, I know. I know, I know, I know, dude. Uh, uh, going to the brewery, going to uh, Tremont, going yeah. to Milestone, going, I mean, every weekend there was some show happening. Like, I didn't care who I was playing. Right. I was going to hang out. Yeah. You know, just and mosh and chill and have fun. And it's, you're right. It's like a... It's a. It's obviously it's not blood, but it's literally family, right? You know, yeah, you know, and it's know. it's an amazing feeling. You know, yeah. I mean, we there's people that go their whole lives feeling like they don't belong anywhere, mm. and we get the opportunity to feel that, yeah. like multiple times a week. Yeah, like fuck, that's so fucking cool. It's sick, yeah, it's awesome. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. I always want to be like on tour just to go around and see different communities just for that reason exactly. I know tour is not as glamorous as a lot of people probably think it is but just to be be a lifetime in hardcore has to be like a as a career right has to be fucking crazy dude I, I, <laughs> I'm not jealous of people that, that have decided to, to, to make it's it their not an easy life yeah their career but you know I, I am kind of jealous that they get to travel and they get to see experience all these new cities and these new venues and meet all these new people yeah. because you know just as much as I do that you could be anywhere in the United States and find another hardcore kid and yo, that's it. You're friends. You're instantly yeah. friends. You've connected. That's like it. your yeah. Facebook friends. I've had um that band Your Spirit Dies from South Carolina. Dude, man, I heard her EP release was crazy. Dude, their show last night, I watched uh, Kayla Williams. Dude. Who is such an incredible photographer. I hope she listens to this. I oh. saw her at um 
uh, prayer for cleansing. Yeah. I was first time meeting me and her, and I was just like, and I saw her, I talked to her online, and I was like, dude, your work is insane. And I hope you don't stop. Dude, she does such a good job. I hope she does. Every show she posts, I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. The energy she captures is fucking wild. Yeah. Huge fan. She posted the photos from the Year Spirit Die show last night, and I was just like, Fuck. Dude, this looks amazing. There's one picture of Brandon, and he looks like he's losing his mind. Dude. And he's got the mic out like this. It it looks great. But your spirit dies. Tyler hit me up and was like, "Hey man, we're looking for a place to stay between I want to say like Asheville and Virginia Beach. Yeah. Do you know anybody?" And I was like, "Yes, my place. Come here. Oh, I will put you up 100. percent Fuck yeah. I'd never talked to that dude outside of a show. We probably maybe only had a five minute conversation beforehand." Not a problem. Yeah, Not a dude. second thought. Right here. And that's that's hardcore. That's family. I put those kids, they slept on my floor in my living room. They probably moved the table out. Yeah, they it's did. Like, dude, you can sleep right here. And it was awesome. bathroom, mm-hmm. food. I mean, you're... 100%. You're, 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 my you're home man. is your home. It's hardcore. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's great to feel like that. I don't know another community that is that close-knit to where they would just open up their home to you. Yeah. Any of it in the genre. I mean, obviously, it probably happens. That I, yeah, I don't. You know, I have no see, but hardcore is always been like that. Right. I, look, I mean, I remember going back. This is a memory that I love, and I, I, I have a Flickr account when I used to take photos. Well, I still take photos. Right. Yeah. Remember when Red Sun uh, came through? Oh my god! Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that was the last Never in Life show. Yes. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was Glenwood Books. No, oh, it was at Glenwood. Yeah, Glenwood Books. Coffee and Books. And I forgot the name of the vocalist. What's his name? He was a tattoo artist. Jeremy. Ah, God, I can't remember. I think it might have been Jeremy. I can't remember. Solid dude. But I remember those guys staying at your house. And it was so cool. They did. The stories they shared and all that. I was like, this is fucking dope, yep. dude. Never met those dudes in my life. They needed a place to stay. I, like, I will 100% put you up. Come on. Down the street. Yeah. Dude. Solid. All the time. That's, again... You take care of your friends. Yeah, exactly. And you make you have new ones. I still follow that dude on Instagram. And, and do you for real? Yeah, I do. How's he's he doing? Arizona. Or Tempe, like that. I think, is where yeah, he's from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't talk to him. I, mean, I see what he's doing. And right. He seems like he's. Is he still tattooing? Uh, I think so, actually. Yeah, he did the yeah. he did the Never in Life tattoo on Pat's calf. Yes. That night in my kitchen. I, get you, I, I, wanted, I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to get him in trouble. But yes, no, no, he no, did. No, yeah, I'm on my Flickr account. There's photos. Is there really? I'll show you when we're done. Oh my They're god. They're still on there, dude. That's, That's why I crazy. love. We that. gotta send that to Pat. Oh, dude, he'd probably <laughs> love to see that, man. But I'll never forget <laughs> that night, man. It was like, dude, like this is freaking cool. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's all about. Hardcore yeah. is great, man. I have so many stories from hardcore. Yeah. Like, I feel kind of disconnected from it now. I don't know I'm not spirit, you know, within my spirit. Like, I, I know mean, I'm still in that community. You're but. not disconnected, though. Yeah, Again, not. every you're time right. you come to a show, everyone, like, we get pumped. It's like, yo, fucking Daniel's here. This is awesome. It's like a it's like a treat. It's like yeah. a sweet treat. We get Daniel White. <laughs> we get to fucking hang out with my boy. Yeah, dude. I always fucking love it, dude. It's always a fucking good time. I know. You know? Um, usually, like, I try to make it out to most of them, especially with, you know, I gotta see the home of you guys if I can have been or yeah. like that, you know. But even if it's one that I've never heard of, I just try to make it out if I can. Yeah. Because over the years during college, man, seeing like, you know, Karate Dungeon, yep. Lady Ranch, and all that stuff, I used to go to every single one that I could. Right. You know, and dude, solid, solid story, solid times. And yeah. Bank, just banger shows, man. Yeah. Carolina is that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I I'm, I feel blessed to 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 be involved in 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 the, in the North Carolina hardcore scene for as long as I have. Dude, and I saw the Bane announcement. Oh well, they released a new merch. Whatever they're doing, Bane. Do I did. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. They're playing uh, in Boston. Yeah, and I remember was going to that show that Scotty P put on. I remember, yeah, I remember that? that. Yeah, the, there was like, only like thirty kids there. Yeah, no one was there. <laughs> I know. It was miles away, Bane, dead in path, and and uh, 
Defeater. Defeater. Yeah. Dude, they know what was in that thing. I think about those times all the time. They do hardcore's influenced me so much. It was just it's it's cool because like. And you've been in this long enough to where things kind of start to mesh together. And oh, you're yeah. like, was I at that show? I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that happened. Yeah, yeah I was But there. like you hey. mentioned, you're like, yo, remember Bane and Raleigh? Yes, of course I yes. fucking remember Bane and Raleigh. I freaking doing Skype being pissed that no one was there. Dude, <laughs> yeah, dude lost his ass on that show. Yes, he did. I remember all that shit. That's what Scotty recently, I forgot. Uh, I think it was prayer. Was he? It was a prayer. He, yeah, he was a prayer. Was there a prayer? I, 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 I seen him before that too, and I was, you know, it's his solid dude. Um, but yeah, I remember just all those times. All most of my good memories are from hardcore. Yeah, like most, probably like seventy percent of them. Yeah, it, insane. It's yeah. you know you 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 get out of it what you put in, yeah. and and if you if you if you put in constructive positive vibes, that's that's what you get out of it. And yeah. it, it took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah, and now that I have, I. I I you know I'm, I'll be 43 this week, and I don't I, right. I don't want to let it go. Like I, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Like even if I stop doing a band, which let's be honest, time takes us all. It is. But even if I stop doing a band, I still want to try and figure out a way to be involved because I want to do. I don't feel like I've done my part. Mm. I feel like I've gotten so much from this community. And it's helped me through so much, you know. And not, and it, and again, not just this community. My my family's done incredible things for me, and yeah. and and been there through the lowest points of my life. Yeah. So I'm not taking anything away from them again, but hardcore has has, has saved my life. My mm. family has saved my life, yeah. and I want. I'm so thankful that I want to do whatever I can to make sure that a I get to enjoy it for as long as possible, mm-hmm. but B, that everyone knows how incredible hardcore can be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, I'm going to be an ambassador for hardcore. Like, it's fucking stupid. But yeah. through my actions and through my words and through my music, I want people to know, yo, this this could be a really incredible thing and we could work together and we could really build this up and and have something really special. And I think that's what we have now. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to say that we've hit, you know, hardcore comes in ebbs and flows. You know, this just as much as I do, man, we've hit a fucking flow. It's going so well right now. Like COVID is what we needed. Like I hate to say it, but COVID is what we needed to fucking reset. Yeah. Because how many fights have you seen at shows since COVID happened? Not, Nothing. Not many, no. Nothing past the scuffle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even that, I think it was a little one at prayer. Maybe. Yeah, a little one or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got broke up almost immediately. It was quick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it just, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, Hardcore got me to shoot that show. I mean, I, I, can, I can thank Hardcore for so much. Buddy, we can talk about that show. Dude, that, we're gonna, we actually, we're going to hold a place for that. We, let's do it. Fuck, let's do it right now. All right, let's talk about the show. Insane show. Insane. Peace, John. Um, a band that I definitely didn't think I would ever get to see again. You know, no, absolutely and speaking not. Speaking of like hardcore family, like people who probably don't go as much as they want to, all came together for that show. And yeah. I saw a bunch of old heads I've never seen. I've ever seen in a long ass time. Man, I, I, I do want to take a second and just, and just say that I fucking miss John so much. Yeah, that dude was, and and I can't say anything that 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 anyone hasn't already said, but a pillar. Yeah, in in this community, yeah, and such a genuine person. That's that's someone who lived hardcore. Yeah, 
fucking through and through. Every second of the day. Through and through. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that that we got to see those bands again. I am. But when I came home from the first night, Kersey asked me, she was like, do you have a good time? And I just fucking cried. Tears. Because, yes, I had an incredible time. And it was cathartic. Mm -hmm. And it was euphoric. And it was everything that I wanted it to be. But the one thing that I wanted the most is I wanted to see my fucking friend. John there. And he's not. Yeah. And Dude. I, I think when I got that call, I'm going to cut you off. No, you're fine. Please. When I got that call, I was I had COVID. I was at Jacob's house. Mm-hmm. I took it this moment, and I take get Caroline up, and she was probably getting bombarded. I went back that day and looked at all the messages on Facebook of the three AM conversations. Yeah. Of talking about this like this random stuff, mostly hardcore, mostly photography. Right, right. A lot of hardcore, and he showed me just tons of bands. I mean, a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. I remember one time I was like, dude, I can't find any um, Braven videos. He he sent me a bajillion links. He was like, dude, thank you. Dude. Like, he was a, he was an archive through and through yeah. the whole time I've known him. Dude, he, he, one time, I, my, my aunt and uncle moved up from Florida and they moved to a, a house that didn't have internet. <laughs> like, they couldn't get internet there. And they were like, they were like, we just want to watch like Hallmark movies. And I hit up John and I was like, hey man, I know you're real savvy with like the, uh, with, 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 yeah, with yeah. the tech shit. I was like, I explained the situation and he was like, send me eight bucks for a thumb drive. That dude put 43 Hallmark movies on a fucking thumb drive and mailed it to my aunt uncle for free. He didn't ask for anything. Nothing. He, he just asked. did it on a whim. He was just like, cool man, if that's what you want. Like, What? He didn't ask for shit. I know. And if he did, it was cheap. That dude, free pizza buttons, damn white photo buttons. Him and Caroline, they did that shit. They dude, turned turn around quick. The end of your rope buttons, which I don't know if we have anymore, John did those for me. Yeah. And in it, he included, he found a picture of Stella and made me a little Stella button. Dude. He just... He did was fucking solid, man. God, I fucking miss John. I do. John was such day. a good dude. Like, I... You know, if it's one thing I can say, man, like, spend the time with the people that you love. Yeah. You know, and, and I know it's cliche to say this. It really is. But think back on this. Fuck, man. I, I wish we would have had more time. Yeah. You know, and we could say that about anybody. You know, your, 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 uh, you, you, your grandfather just yeah. passed. I didn't yeah. want to put your business out no, there. No, you're fine. You're fine. But, you know... And you and I have talked about this, and I'm so jealous of the time that you got to spend with your grandfather because you had such a solid, good relationship with him. And I wish that I would have had that with my grandfather from Kentucky or my grandfather from Florida that had passed because they were incredible people. And they they shaped, you know, my grandfather in Florida shaped my father to be who he is, Mm -hmm. who in turn shaped me to be the man that I am. You know, and and my grandfather in Kentucky, you know, I, I remember being like... 10 years old and spending a month out there the summer with him that dude taught me so much shit about like like uh what, what was he crap um concrete work um uh, i can think of the i can think of what you're saying yeah. in my head but i can't think of the word right now like uh son of a bitch he does tile work he did concrete work concrete, you know, concrete. Uh, starts with an s Carpentry? No, it wasn't carpentry. What is Slab, it? Slab. Uh, 
someone is literally sitting in their house right now oh. saying the word, just screaming it at their radio. Yes. Um, I can't think of the fucking word. I can't either. I literally know what you're saying. But that was his trade. Yeah. And he taught me so much stuff about that. Yeah. And there were so many life lessons that I learned in the, in, the, in those 30 days. And, 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 fuck, where was I going? I got caught up on trying I mean, to figure just out. like your grandfather and, oh, dude. We talking about John. Remember John? John let us love our loved ones. Yeah. Spending time with your loved ones. Spending time with your loved ones. cliche is saying. It is, it is, yeah. It is. It is. But. You got to hold those moments, man. Yeah. Like. Document them. I, I miss John. Yeah. I do. And I'm so thankful that Carol and, 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 and Penny were able to, to, to pull that show together. You know, I mean, your prayer for cleansing, the first time they were on a stage since 1998, <sighs> like that lineup, yeah. you know, Undying, that was the first time since, what, 2002? Yeah, two thousand three. Reunion sometime didn't they? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Catharsis, which is always an incredible band to nuts. see. Azazel, holy crap! Nuts, dude. First time me ever getting to see them. Oh my god! Yeah, solid set too. Sounded incredible. Heavy. They oh did the three god. guitars. It was amazing, dude. Insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Funeral Chic was good. Ride Sick. Stairs was good. Solid. Ride Stairs kind of blew me away a little bit. They I were... didn't like. They came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, where's this band from, dude? Yeah, they were fucking, amazing. Fucking South Carolina and Georgia, I think too. That was, and they're on my show right now at the Green Bean. And um, shout out to Rise here. Rest in peace, Izzy. Um, yeah, that was that was the first band I was I shot. Like I said, photography, hardcore, man. I'm telling you, dude, it's crazy. It, it's, it. Yeah, legit biz. The yeah. first band I recorded, recording an album. I was in there with them for like three days. With uh, Advent, right? Yeah, and well, no, that was Rise Stairs. Rise oh, Rise Stairs, I'm sorry. Oh, really? Advent, Advent was still on a hiatus or broken up. Right, right. But then that led me to go to Advent. Yeah, and beloved. Then a bunch of other bands ever since then. So like yeah. hardcore, I'm telling you, dude, dude is it, it will always be with us, and it can open up so many doors. Like think of the connections. That, yo, my job is because of hardcore. The job that I have fucking, right now is because of hardcore. Fucking right, dude. Yeah. So like it again. You get out of it what you put in. Yeah. yeah. So um, but the show that prayer show was absolutely amazing. One of the most positive experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. And the one highlight, and Danny and I talk about this, Danny from Holy Mountain Printing and I talk about this, was you on stage shooting the show in a hot pink jumpsuit for some reason. Yeah. And you just smiling the whole time. Your whole vibe was so positive. Yeah, dude. And we talked about it. He was just like, it, it, Danny was so like, enamored by your performance not your performance but by by you like geeking out like essentially because that's what you were doing you were you were just geeking out the whole time that he contacted you about writing that article and on the first day of the relaunch of that holy mountain site that was front page front front center still can't believe it dude it's an like it's an honor that that someone like that would reach out and and ask you to do that and it was such a well-written article you did such a great job again someone who who has such a beautiful, a beautifully eloquent way way with words? You you did a great job, and I feel like you honored John, you know, yeah. in in the best way that you knew how, and not just through your photography, but with with that article as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so like I said, I never thought my, I would write an article ever. Of course, it was for hardcore. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It all leads back. I'm telling you, dude. It all leads back to that man. Seriously, a lot of opportunities I've had over the years. 
we're from hardcore kids. Right. You know, yeah. a lot of hardcore kids are, have cool brands, are cool clothing lines, are cool this, cool that. Hey, man, they give two portraits of my family. Like, you know, me working with tattoo artists, you know, who are in hardcore and doing that stuff. I mean, it's just all just, it's insane. It it's is. something I don't take for granted, you know, just heavy music and hardcore and family. It's just, I can talk about it for fucking days. Like I said earlier, we can shed light on so many names. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can probably talk for the rest of the day. Dude, we really could. About the people we know in this scene. Like, yeah, there's just so many solid, genuine people. Yeah. And that's what you kind of like, you can tell now. You know what I mean? You've been in long enough to where you you, you spot the trends. Yeah. And you spot, you can tell, oh, this person's going to be around for a while. Oh, yeah. And you can spot the people that it's like, this person's just here for themselves. Clout yeah, for clout. Whatever. And just buys a crazy merch and, and whatever. And I... I hate to even like take the time to speak on this, but unfortunately it's 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 prevalent and it's it's something that happens a lot. And the only thing that, that gets me through it is trying to like not concentrate on on what these clout chasing fucking kids are trying to do. Yeah. Because you know, if I was twenty years younger, I'd I'd take personal offense to it. Yeah. You know, I spent blood sweat tears doing this and i'm not even someone that 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 like did anything other than bands you know let's talk about paul and 533s i mean you've heard yeah. the stories that place the has stories. reached a, a like a mythical level of of importance in north carolina yeah and it's deserved you know we talk about uprisings paul and danny and uh, uh um I forget who else was involved running uprisings. Yeah, you know, was Dave part of that? I can't remember. Okay. So Dave Owens was part of Five Thirty Three. Five Thirty Three. Yeah. Okay. That's so okay. Dave yeah. and Paul were yeah. on Five Thirty Threes. Yeah. But yeah. you know, again, the, both of those clubs have reached this this mythical level of like importance, and it's deserved. Yeah. It is. If you go back to like the Punks on Paper website <sighs> yes. and you and you God, check and dude. see the shows that came through there, like. I mean, I have a flyer that John Foster from Winston Salem screen printed. It's that Converge, Cave In, Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, he's in the hallway. Yeah, from here on, uh, Azazel Show. One of the top five shows I've ever been to in my entire life, and probably the top one scariest fucking show I've ever been to. Jesus Christ, it dude. It was bonkers. But it was insane. It was great. Fucking wild. It was great. But, yeah. Like, and then, like, Fucking hate breed played there. Like, I think that place was maybe, maybe twelve hundred foot, maybe twelve hundred square that foot. That sounds violent. That sounds violent to me. It was nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. So many cool bands played there. Jimmy World played there. That's like, badass. Yeah, oh, like Jimmy, dude. Hell dude, yeah. There were so many cool tours that came through there, and those guys did it. They were there every fucking night, taking care of not just the bands, but taking care of us. Mm -hmm. Like giving us a place to go and giving us a place to express ourselves and get our fucking anger and our and our our teenage angsty emotions out yes. you know so you know thank you paul thank you dave thank you danny for for like keeping me off the fucking street that's what it is yeah you save a bunch of kids lives right and, we're having hard and I and I know they're cringing when they hear this, and and for what it's worth, I'm sorry, you know, I because these are people that they're, they're very humble and they're modest, and they don't ever want anybody to fucking talk them up, because 
I don't know. I don't know why. Because they deserve it. They deserve the recognition. They this? they've they've put in the work. They've they've done things that that have that have moved the goalpost in a positive direction. And I I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I, I want you know I want people to go. Yeah, man. Like Aaron was a cool guy. He he did a lot, and he 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 really like set. A positive example for for us to to build this community and keep it going and i'm not saying that that's my goal i'm I'm not here for recognition i'm not here for clout i'm here because this is what i love Mm -hmm. i'm here because this is this is where i feel accepted yeah and this is where i belong yeah and i feel like there are things that that I've left unsaid and there are things that I've yet to do that are going to that are going to 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 help not not me because it's not about me it's not about you but it's going to help build this community and it's going to help steer it in a positive direction and really grow something that that I've been a part of for you know again like, like 25 years I think yeah 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 so it's I don't know. I feel like this has been really centered on hardcore, but that's what it's about. I mean, that's a, that's that's a part. Of, like, that's your that's a big part of your life. That's all yeah. I did on the show. I think you shed light on some things that a lot of kids, newer kids, because you you still, you're currently play shows with the younger kids, and right, I want yeah. to listen to this and be like, man, this is Aaron's been in it. Like, you know, what I'm saying, how many people know you've been in it, but like, I like people to hear these stories of like, this is how this is. You're in Europe now, but like, damn, this is where you came from. Yeah, you know. And people like, 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 I know they respect you, you know, but I hope this show that I, brings my out, you know. I just, I don't know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, I want this is bigger than, than 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 one person or one group of people or one area code or one state or you know what I mean. Like, so I, I don't want to like sit here and beat a dead horse. I just, it's, it's been such a huge part of my life, and I'm just so fucking thankful for. For for the experiences that I had, positive and 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 negative. Yeah. Uh, you know the the people that I've met, positive and negative. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thankful for all of it. Yeah. Seriously. And it's, I I, I want people to to. I I wish that people felt the way that I do about it, and there, and there are some people that oh, do. Totally do. Yeah. And there's some people that that I feel take take it for granted. Yeah. And it sucks because yeah. they're they're really selling themselves short. They, seriously. Yeah. It's a very. And I'm not thing. saying that you need to be involved and go to shows every weekend and, no. and all that shit. You, for example, you got your own fucking life. Fuck, I got my own life too. Yeah, you got a fucking family but, and yeah. You know. But when you're there, it's dude. Yeah. Nothing like it. Yeah. Dude, tell yes. you man, that's it, brother. And, and the shit like them people, you know, it's I love. No, I'm not going to show them as much as I want to, but I always next day, or even currently, I go to my friend's stories who I know who are there and just watch the videos and look at the photos yeah. of kids. I shout out to Kayla again. Yeah. Like, just kids like that. And Dylan takes photos and his partner, Dylan takes Courtney, photos. Courtney and, Breen. Yo, Chewing know. Glass, uh, at Chewing Glass on in, Instagram. Insane. Courtney Breen is crushing it right now. Insane. Dude. Every time she shows up with her camera, I'm like, please let me give you money for whatever pictures you're taking. Yes. Let me pay you. Yes. Same thing with Kayla. If there's something I can do, something you need, let me just throw you some money. Give like, I five, am 10, so thankful for everything that you do. Photographers are 
crushing it. Like, who else is going to show up to a show where kids are fucking, like, killing themselves? Losing their minds. With the, their thousands of dollars of equipment. Just on stage. Yeah, and put themselves in danger. Dude, seriously. Yeah. Another one, big name. He's doing an archive thing right now. Who? Fucking Reed. Dude. And that kid is just shot up. In fucking saying i've had one free pizza forever ago but i'm gonna have him back on just to just i'd love to hear more. i remember the first free pizza one that you did with him and it was so interesting dude solid guy i mean he's documented legendary shows well and <laughs> did he uh did he shoot the music video you were in for the where your wounds yes i was in music video. yes him and chuck johnson did that's right yeah another chuck, chuck, chuck johnson chuck. We, we didn't even fucking mention chuck dude. we could go forever dude we could talk we about this forever go for days so i went we hope this influences even new people in hardcore i love seeing young kids on hardcore shows yeah 100 percent. like young kids knowing they're probably like you know maybe in college or maybe younger than that just going crazy because that was us man mm-hmm and I was like, dude, your life of this, you're gonna, you're keeping this whole shit going. I yeah. love seeing people shout out NCHC. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I love that shit. Yeah, because that was that is still in our hearts, you know. So shout out to that. Shout out to hardcore. We're like, it's still going crazy, dude. We're having such a good time. It, it, seriously though, like, dude, the Koyo show somehow Anchor Coffee, yep. like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like, just all the other Dylan and Book yep. shows and James and Way yep. Loud and say all of it, man. It's fucking awesome yeah and it's all these people doing constructive things not for themselves it's not like any of them are gonna like Make rake in the fucking, fucking cash yeah <laughs> you know what i'm like, saying they're doing it because they want to see these bands play they're doing it because they love their state they love their scene yeah. and they want to see it prosper and they want to see it like they want to see like some positivity and some movement and some growth and that's it's fucking genuine man i love it i do i love it i fucking love north carolina hardcore it's insane and dude joe opened up hangar dude yeah and seeing all the shows coming through that place is like oh my god yeah chris sonico and joel collins <sighs> doing crank it loud and opening hangar 1819 that's great and greensboro too yeah. thank you thank and that you. fest it's overcome fest it's happening april 1st some of the bands that are on it Madball, uh advent all out wars playing their first show in north carolina in like years. 20 years uh, Pain of Truce on it. Contention from Florida. I saw that band when it yeah. came to Chapel Hill. Uh, Ends yeah. of Sanity is going to be on it. Sick. I mean, there's so many other bands that are going to be on the show. Fucking Overcome Fest. Check it out. It's happening April in Greensboro. 1st. Yeah, April 1st. Yeah. Greensboro, North Carolina. Like, Dude, no excuses, man. If you can make it, if you're here. Yeah, dude, dude. Why wouldn't you be? That is the show to be at. Dude, that's going to be uh, insane. I haven't been to a good fest there since Griffiths. And that was when it was... Uh, it was the blind tiger still, tiger yeah. still, whatever on that. But, dude, yeah, come out because I'm part. Obviously, I'm making a transition to South Carolina, or to Georgia, but I want to make it a point to hopefully come back to that. And so. let's take a minute to talk about you leaving the motherland. I know, dude, Daniel. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna miss you so fucking much. But, dude, I'm so proud of you. Thank you, brother. Like, we've been friends for. 13 years at this yeah, point. Yeah, dude, been a long ass time. Like, friends with you from before you picked up your first camera. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. to think about where you started and where you are and the move that you're making to South Carolina, it's, uh, I'm so Georgia. fucking proud of you. Oh, Georgia. Yeah, don't Savannah, that. Georgia, I'm no, sorry. We're going, we're going back there. We're going past that. <laughs> uh, I'm proud of you. Dude. And I, I, I think it's amazing. I think it's, you know, again, someone that is following their passion and That's making it. the moves to do it. That's it. Like I said, I'm not leaving because I don't like it. I'm leaving for new opportunities. Yeah. But North Carolina will always be priority. Always. Yeah. Always, man. Because I, I will not find people anywhere else well, like here. So My thing is, is you're someone that doesn't just talk about it. 
Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. If you talk about it, you're about it. Yeah. If I mention it, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like me, you be on the show, this podcast, like, Aaron, it's, it's going to happen. I know. Well, I promise you, it's going to happen. Dude, thank you so much. Like, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. I know we I, we got sidetracked talking about different you shit, different people and whatnot, but. Yeah. Everyone yeah. we mentioned is very, very, very important. Yeah, please, like, go back through this and write these names down because it's, it's people that have had something, you know, if you're listening to this, I can only assume that, that you know Daniel and you know where Daniel's come from or you know me and you know where I've come from and, and you know, you know, our involvement in, 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 in the scene. But these people that we're talking about are, are people that we look up to. Like, I don't want to say they're fucking idols. They're not. They're just regular, regular, regular people. people. But yeah. They've done things that have impacted my life so heavily, mm. and it's just, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you're right. There's people. There's a list of people we could talk about. Oh, dude, we can. If we start at 8 a.m., we probably still be going. 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. You know, this is a band that we have. Dude, we mentioned Brave Young. Wishing this that this we we've touched over these low sky. We, I, I can go for I can go for days. No, so we're not 100%. gonna do that. We're gonna stop it here because we got. Want to get some coffee, and before you get to know, go get some wings and go right. to the Super Bowl. Um, but this this conversation is now archived. Dude, thank you so much, Dan. I fucking love you, man. I, I do. Love you. I love you so much. You are my brother for sure, through and through. You know. Yeah. So we're here. All right, we're out of here, guys. Uh, go to fucking shows. Fuck yeah, go to shows. <laughs> That's <laughs> go end it there. End it there. Goodbye. <laughs>